My name is Kayla, and you're listening to The Inkwell. Hey, welcome to the very first episode of The Inkwell. I am so excited that you're here. If you don't know me, I'm Kayla, a copywriter and strategist at my company called The Literary Co. Just to give a really quick overview of who I am before we officially kick this thing off, I'm primarily a website copywriter for creative business owners. This means I usually work with online service providers, coaches, photographers, and those in the wedding industry. I started doing this five years ago after I finished grad school with an MA in English literature. Since then, I've worked with over 100 and probably closer to 150 clients to help them inspire, influence, and book better clients. Uh, As we get into this podcast, I'm sure I'll be sharing more of my story, but I don't want to bog us down too much with the details initially. I'd rather just kind of get into it. Uh, But I do want to share where the inspiration for this podcast came from. So the idea to do a podcast came to me, I'm not even kidding, last Friday. I'm a manifesting generator. So by the way, if you don't know about human design, you should definitely go check it out and learn more. Um, very interesting stuff can tell you a lot about how you work, how you live, how you function. Um, and they go really in depth. So you should definitely check this out. Um, lately I've been in a very generator vibe and you know, if you know human design, you'll know what I mean a little bit. So basically that means that I tend to ride the wave of ideas. My best ideas tend to come spontaneously and I tend to act on them. If my gut says, you know, kind of that hell yes feeling, it's kind of that thing that they say if, um, if it's on a hell yes, it's a no. And I would say that's definitely very true of me and how I work. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are that way, but I've just found that to be very, very true. Um, something I really like about human design is just kind of the idea that um, you're listening to your body, you're listening to those signals, you're listening to your energy. And instead of kind of ignoring and kind of just like, pushing through, you're listening to yourself and you're not doing things that don't feel right to you. So, um, I know for me, I listened to that, um, you know, sacral energy. So that may sound very woo woo on what is supposed to be a marketing podcast, but listen, hear me out. I'm all about the chill and not about the hustle. I enjoy things like human design and energy work that can support our work as entrepreneurs. I'm all about those like abundance mantras and taking the time to take care of yourself. I'm really not into that bro marketing vibe. Um, If that's you, then this is probably not the podcast for you. Um, I come from a different perspective, you know, not the how-tos, not the get rich quick, but just tuning in and listening to yourself. So I thought I would kind of, you know, give you that background to kind of share where this idea came from. Um, Something I sometimes find in my business is that my best ideas just kind of like pop up and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So sometimes I've had moments where, you know, on a Saturday night, I have an idea and I'm like, I'm going to go and make this change in my business or, you know, this would be the perfect thing to add to this offering or this is something I'd really love to change. And then, you know, I'll get on there on Monday morning and I'll just make that change because I know it's kind of a hell yes for me. I don't necessarily feel like, oh, I need to go like poll and survey everyone else and kind of ask them what they think. I tend to just kind of like make those changes and let my business evolve and, you know, be really dynamic around me. Um, And that's something I really love about small business is that's something you can do. And that's kind of how this idea for a podcast felt. So I've been sitting on the idea to turn my email newsletter into a podcast for quite a while, and I just decided to do it. Um, To give you a little bit of background, a couple of years ago, actually, when I first rebranded from, you know, I used to just be Kayla Dean Copywriting, and then I rebranded to The Literary Co., um, 
I tried to put out a podcast then. It just, it wasn't the right name. It wasn't the right time. It just didn't really work for me. And, you know, after I batched the episodes, it kind of fell apart and I just didn't feel like it was what I really wanted to do. Um, I just kind of burned out with it so quickly. It also was during COVID. So to be fair, I think that, you know, as soon as I launched my website and this idea of a podcast kind of came up, it's like the idea almost like ran out of steam before I could get really interested in it. It wasn't the right time. But I think now a few years down the line, now that I'm further into my business, I kind of had this epiphany. It felt like the right time. And I wanted to do something a little bit more conversational, a little bit more fun, something that feels chill. Like, I, I want to give you things that benefit you, something that's going to be useful to you as a listener. But at the same time, I want it to be personal and conversational. So you may be on my newsletter, you may not, who knows? Um, I, I don't necessarily expect that you are, but if you're not, I, I will link it in the show notes and you can uh, check it out. Um, but I sent a weekly update to my email list. Um, it's also called the Inkwell. That's where the name came from. Talking about what's going on in my business, books I like to read, um, you know, interesting articles that I came upon, um, you know, a lot of this AI discussion that's been popping up lately. Um, you know, I've been kind of alluding to it in my newsletter and just kind of, you know, interesting things that are going on. Sometimes I talk about client launches too. And I realized that I wanted another way to connect with creative business owners like yourself. And this felt like the format that made the most sense for my idea. So at the moment, um, and I'm sure I'll do an episode around this, you know, I'm not on TikTok at the moment, never say never, but I'm not there at the moment. Um, um, I post on Instagram, but um, I'm not really a reels person right now, but I wanted to be able to connect in, you know, kind of a m more warm and heart centered way, something where you can hear my voice and we can connect and have conversations. Um, and hopefully that can kind of build a bridge to you. So that's kind of what I wanted for this podcast. Like, it's not necessarily your typical how to podcast. That doesn't mean I won't be sharing any how to's, but I want this to be more conversation driven, a little more creative, a little bit open ended as far as the topics that we go into. So, you know, there may be some interesting overlaps, like I was just talking about with human design. So there may be some kind of adjacent subjects that end up coming in. Um, I love to have just interesting tie ins to different things or like books. I, I love talking about books. It's, you know, why I'm a copywriter today was my, you know, initial interest in books. So that's kind of where this podcast came from. So um, here's what I'm thinking for the episodes. So I'd love to start with our segments around books, maybe some business updates, interesting news, um, client launches, you know, just whatever it is that um, is going on at the Literary Co. before diving into the topic for that day's episode. So something you'll notice is that today my topic is what I mean when I say I'm a strategist or what makes me a strategist. Um, so this is something that you, and when I say you, this may not really be you, but you know, maybe hopefully it will be at some point if you're following me on Instagram. Um, so this is something that you slash, you know, not you voted for on Instagram. So voters that voted on my poll. So I basically posted this and I said, Hey, you know, if you had to pick from these categories, which one would you pick as the first episode? Um, and everyone kind of overwhelmingly said that they wanted this topic to be the first episode out of the list of topics I provided, but I did see some interest on all of them. So 
I will be doing all of them. I I just wanted to do this one first because this is the one that um, you express the most interest in. So here we are. So I may do this sometimes and I am really eager to crowdsource ideas and answer questions from you. So do feel free to give me a follow on Instagram. It's just at theliterary.co and that's just like my, my website domain is the same thing, theliterary.co. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but give me a follow over there And, you know, feel free to like send me a DM, follow me. Um, I will be posting polls sometimes just to kind of crowdsource ideas. So feel free to let me know if you're like, hey, Caleb, this sounds like a really good idea. Um, Let me know or you can vote on my polls. So I'll be doing that pretty regularly over on Instagram. Um, But yeah, after the segments and after some of those updates, I'll be hopping into the topic for the day. So each episode is going to kind of have its own, you know, little theme or topic that we're going to talk about. So again, I've probably said this a couple of times now, but ideally I'm hoping for this to be less how-to and more thought-provoking, more conversational. Um, You know, we may have guests. I don't know. We'll see. Um, To be honest, I just don't want this to be a podcast that feels like a Google search, like how to do this and how to do that. And um, again, I'm I'm, never say never. there, There might be some, but I want it to be a little more organic. I want it to feel more personal, something that's coming from me, something that's just a little bit more heartfelt and connection driven. So with that in mind, let's get into today's topics. So let's start with books. So I just finished this really amazing book called The River of No Return by this author named B. Ridgeway. It's a time travel romance. So basically it's like Bridgerton with time travel. And it was so good. It was so, so good. Um, It's about this guy, Nick, or, you know, if you're going by his past name, Nicholas, who gets dropped 200 years in the future. So he goes from 1815 to the early 2000s. So this group called the Guild picks him up and brings him to a school in South America where he meets others who also skipped forward in time. So he meets this guy, like one of them came from like the 800s. So he has a lot to learn to kind of live in the modern world. And that's kind of what the school is set up for. It's like kind of helping them live in the modern world, make sure that they understand how the world has updated since their, you know, respective timelines. Um, And then they kind of turn them out to live in the 21st century after a year of studying at this school. So basically what happens is this guy, Nick, he lives in Vermont. Um, He's not allowed to go back to England where he's from because that's one of like the cardinal rules that the guild has set up. Um, And he lives in America now. Um, And they call him back and they're like, "Okay, you need to come back to England. He's like, what? That's that's you know, a a cardinal sin, like I can't go back. And they're like, no, we're calling you back. And so I don't want to spoil the book or anything like that, but um, there is some time travel involved. There's some secrets. It's not exactly as it seems. Um, We get to meet his family, really interesting family. There's romance, Um, you know, there's a love interest. So um, it's, it's a really good book. And what I liked about it was how realistic it was about the time period. It gave us, you know, historically accurate characters like, um, you know, Nick would say something like, oh, well, you're a grown woman. You can do whatever you want. And the woman in 1815 would kind of look at him like, what? No, like there's 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 rules like we're not allowed to do any of that stuff. And he's like, oh, right. OK, feminism hasn't happened yet. So um, so, yeah, it kind of gave us some realism in relation to that so that you know that was kind of interesting um you know kind of to understand um 
how times have and haven't changed and stuff like that. So really interesting commentary there. It was also really beautifully written with really compelling characters. So this one was supposed to get a sequel. Um, even like if you go on Goodreads, it says, um, you know, book number one um, out of the series. But unfortunately, there has been no news since 2014. So I'm a little bummed. I tried to Google around and kind of look for this, but it doesn't look like this is happening, which is really too bad because... Um, I honestly, I was reading it and thinking, oh, this would make a really great, you know, TV show or something like that. Um, but I guess we'll just, we'll stick with Bridgerton, but no time travel, I guess. Um, it ended well enough, but I definitely wanted more. So, you know, if you're the kind of person that's like, I really love time travel or I love historical fiction or romance, um, you know, or secret societies, this one's definitely for you. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So this one is my seventh book of 2023 so far. So um, we're like mid-February right now at time of recording. So um, my goal is 52. It's basically supposed to be one for every week of the year, at least how that's how it corresponds on a calendar. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, it works out to be differently. Um, I might spend a few weeks on you know, a book, and then I might spend a day on another one. So it kind of depends. Last year, I hit 65, which which was a lot compared to what I did the last few years. So I'm kind of hoping this goal will be doable for me. Um, I will be sharing here my progress on this goal. It kind of keeps me accountable, but I also don't want to have it be too, you know, not too much pressure. You know, it is a hobby. It is for fun. Um, I also track it on Goodreads, um, which which I always love to do. I've been on there since um, since 2011. So <laughs> I, I'm so used to tracking my books on Goodreads at this point. I don't even know what I'd do if they, if they got rid of it. I've heard that there are some alternatives to track your reading, but since I have everything loaded into Goodreads, it would be very hard to switch everything over. So I hope that Amazon doesn't shut it down, but that is... For another day. So um, if you haven't guessed, I'm really, really into books and, um, you know, that whole influence of creative writing um, is a big reason why I'm a copywriter today. So definitely going to be something I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. Um, yeah, and let's see what else is going on in my business. Um, this year, I'm really hard at work on finishing the modules inside my copywriting group program called the Copy Society. You'll be hearing about it a little bit here. I'm not going to like talk about it too much right now. I think it'll kind of come up as we go, but um, I am working on a big relaunch of this program coming up in June. Um, that may feel really far away, but you know, I didn't want to reopen the program until I was ready. Um, I'm currently working with round one right now. Um, and something we kind of got feedback about um, is that, um, so originally it was a six month program. The next one's actually going to be a year. And you may be thinking a year, like what? Like it takes a year to write your copy. Um, that may sound really crazy, but my goal is basically for this program to be like a hub for all things copywriting. Like, you know, you carry it forward from your brand messaging guide to your website copy, to your sales pages, to your email sequences, to your blogs, and just kind of having it be a resource so that like whatever it is that you have to write, you can just log in, find that thing, go and work on that thing. And it's just it's really magical. So that's pretty much my vision for this program. So 
I didn't want to open it up for another group until I was feeling, you know, truly ready for that. And it's ready for the next round of people. And, you know, I haven't mentioned this anywhere yet, but, you know, after this launch, the program will, you know, very soon after be going evergreen so that people can enroll, you know, anytime throughout the year. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. And, you know, I, if you have experience with, you know, creating a course or a program and going evergreen with it, you may know some of the unique challenges with it. Um, it's something I'll probably be talking about as well, um, because it's been a very, re- like a really interesting shift to go from just services to also now offering a group program. Um, I think it would maybe even be interesting to talk about um you know, I, I don't necessarily have like a product suite of like templates or anything right now, but it's something, you know, perhaps I'll end up like developing in future years, but you know, something right now I'm really focusing on this group program. So I'm sure, you know, we'll end up talking about it in the course of this podcast, but I'll kind of leave it at that for now. So let's go ahead and let's get into today's topic. So what do I mean when I say I'm a strategist? So I won't say I get weird looks when I say I'm a strategist because I think people know what I mean, but if I didn't say copywriter and strategist, probably no one would know what I meant. So basically, if you're here, I'm kind of safely assuming that you know what a copywriter is and you know what we do. Um, you know, at least that's that's kind of where I am in my business, my, um, you know, to get into the marketing speak and get meta as hell. Like, my ideal client is someone who really values copywriting and really understands it. So, you know, I won't get into a big spiel about it, but you may already know that people often say a copywriter or, you know, I should be more specific, a website copywriter writes the words on your website. They're not wrong, but what goes into my work is so much deeper than that. Saying that may not sound like a bad thing, but it doesn't show the extent of what me and others like me do. So when I work with clients, I'm approaching their project from a place of understanding their goals and finding solutions for them. So when a client approaches me, they may say that they aren't happy with their website copy because it doesn't show what they can do. It doesn't show their success or the possibilities of working with them. I see often that people don't have the nuance they desire in their copywriting, and that's why they're seeking out someone like me. I don't like to work with people who just want words to check off a box. I also really don't like to work with people who don't invest well in their copywriting. Um, And I'm not talking about new business owners. I I get you start off in a certain place in your business. You can invest, um, you know, and... And I think at that point, you kind of expect to go DIY and look look around. You know, you're not necessarily at a point to invest in a professional. And that's totally cool. I even encourage that. And then you're more ready for something professional and you'll have more readiness and knowledge and it will just serve you when you do hire someone. But what I mean is that I really don't like to work with people who think what I do isn't important or that they aren't willing to invest in their copywriting or that, you know, design is the only thing that's important to them and like they will basically like throw their copywriting under the bus before (laughs) they'll do anything about it. I'm definitely not for those people. I mean, copywriting is an important box to check off, but you should be pursuing copywriting because you're ready to reach a new level in business and you're ready to compensate someone to do it right. So when I say I'm a strategist and not just a copywriter, what the heck does that mean? So what I do as your copywriter is I understand your messaging goals and construct those, meanwhile getting a better feel for your desired tone of voice. So what do you sound and feel like? What do you want to sound and feel like? And then we need to find the intersection between those things and what your clients are saying. So we need to know what they want, what they're looking for, but also how do you want to offer that to them? 
I work with you to construct a message. I won't give you the same tired wording around, you know, telling a story, but yes, that's my job. And something I do a lot of too, often my clients will come in and say, well, you know, I want to say this idea, but I don't want to say it this way. So, you know, we're wanting to find alternatives. We're wanting to find new angles on things. And, and that's a big part of hiring a copywriter is finding those new angles that maybe you're just not finding yourself. I, I am here to help you tell a story, but I'm also here to help you tell it strategically. And that means knowing the right questions to ask you. Oh, here comes my dog. I think she's almost ready for dinner. How cute. Um, so that means knowing the right questions to ask you, evoking the right type of information, looking for patterns, sometimes doing customer interviews, and constructing positioning language, story brand framework, a tone, vibe, and feel for your voice that communicates what your business is about. I see this getting confused with brand strategy, and I think I'll do another episode around that sometime, but I want to say this isn't exactly the same as brand strategy. It may be included in a brand strategy you might get from a brand strategist or designer, but the work I do is what I call words first, because it's not overthinking about, or not overthinking, it's it's not, you know, taking into consideration like the art direction or the look and feel of your brand, kind of the design elements that's covered in a, you know, a brand strategy that a designer would do. And that's just, that's just not my area. Um, rather, I'm approaching this from a verbal standpoint. So what do you want your brand to sound and feel like? And more importantly, what action do we want people to take after reading your copy? What signature offers are they clicking over to? I have people tell me a lot that they are pretty good writers, but what I most often hear is that they don't know how to do the sales component of the writing, like how to make the words sell without sounding salesy. That's where the strategy part comes in. I'm executing a strategy, but keep in mind, before that strategy can be executed, it must be created. I find that my clients are those who are ready to dig a little deeper into their message and see what nuance they could provide that could deeply differentiate them from others. So I listen and translate their industry perspectives, hot takes, professional points of view, methodologies, life story, ideal clients, gosh, that was a really long list, and convey a message that keeps all those things in mind. So you see, it's not random. It's it like really, I'm not kidding. It's not just words on a page. Um, I'd like to mention here that it isn't just copywriters that call themselves strategists. I've seen it for designers and coaches too, which completely makes sense. I feel like this term conveys a lot of credibility and ethos and experience, but more than that, what it communicates is intentionality. Like I'm not just doing something random for the sake of doing it. I'm doing it for a reason and a purpose and and it's all to serve a greater purpose. So like we don't just sit in the chair and start writing or start designing. We're thinking about goals. We're solving problems. We're figuring out how to reach people and convey the deeper nuances of what you do that perhaps you can't find those angles yourself and showing your talents and making you a unique pick to your clients and not just one of many. So I'm really curious what your thoughts are around this. I would really love to hear from you. So go ahead and give me a follow at theliterary.co on Instagram and send me a message letting me know. Um, I'd love to say hi. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Um, I'm keeping this one brief, um, but our episodes may vary in length depending on time constraints and topics and, you know, just kind of what comes up and makes sense. So we'll see where we end up taking this, but just know there isn't going to be a long episode for the sake of making it long. Um, if it's 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes. If it's 35 minutes, it's 35 minutes. Um, it's pretty much just whatever it needs to be to, um, you know, to serve our purposes. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in and I'm so excited to see you next time.